my name is Brett Ferguson, and I'm the founder of STS, and welcome to another episode of the Struggle to Sovereignty podcast. Today, uh, we have an amazing guest coming on. It's been someone that has been a near and dear friend of mine, I believe now for going on six years, almost seven. Um, He's an individual that we've had on the podcast before, and he actually was our very first guest episode with the second installment ever of the struggle to sovereignty uh with that being said we are currently on episode number 51 i can't even believe it it's it's time has flown by but you know 49 episodes before we had this individual on and he started off sts with such an impactful story and shared to our community really what it is like to be an undefeated underdog. Hence, why he started his own organization called The Undefeated Underdog. I could go on for an hour, even without interviewing this individual, and just talk about how he's impacted my life, the man he is, the people that he has brought into my life, the mentality he's given to me, and I mean, again, so so many things I could say about this individual, but I think the top priority in his life and something he has shown throughout all of the actions that he's appropriated is that he's a fighter, man. He is never going to give up. Ever. It's just not in his vocabulary. This individual has played high school football with me. Uh, He eventually went on to go play college football and we talked all about that in episode two of STS actually in season one um but from there I mean he is he's just been um he's just been doing his thing and he's really impacted so many people from his story and we'll get into Antonio and kind of just refreshing y'all's memory on exactly who Antonio is but um like I said guys I am so pumped to bring this individual on He's a very near and dear friend of mine, and I am so excited to catch back up with him, see what's going on, and really kind of dive back into some idealistic standpoints on what we can do as young men in this society to appropriate action, consistency, and motivation to be the best person that you can be. So without further ado, in this episode, guys, we are joined by Antonio Dawkins, a.k.a. The Undefeated underdog all right guys and we're joined by antonio dawkins man antonio what's new bro everything man uh football the brand undefeated underdog brand uh family everything man i got a whole bunch of stuff going on um i start with football with football or some may know i was previously signed to the cfl or whatever um that's still in motion as well but you know it was postponed because the whole COVID thing, so that's postponed to next year. But, uh, man, I just got a call earlier this week. I can't really talk about it right now. But uh, I'm going to just say it's exciting news when it comes to football, man. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be something great. Um, as far as my brand, the Undefeated Underdog brand, uh, that's growing. Uh, the, the, the fan base is growing. Um, the, the Undefeated Underdog family is growing. Mm. I have a lot of gear that I'm about to drop. Um, I dropped a few pieces just to see the response, and the response that I got was was more than I expected. Um, mm. Man, I got, I got a lot of stuff that's, that's about to drop. Um, a lot of stuff we're, we're about to do. It's it's crazy, man. It's a, it's a blessing. 
with my son. I got a, a kid that was just born earlier this month on the fifth. That's a blessing, great thing. So, man, a whole bunch of new things going on. A whole lot of blessings going on. Man. Yeah, man. Even during these crazy times, man, it's amazing to hear that you like. It, it's something um, where I was actually watching a video this morning. And this guy, um, he was a producer. His name's Char at Charlie on Instagram. And I just found this video. I thought it was really cool. And he was talking about, like, all this self-doubt, all this sorrow he was facing. But he realized that because that was what he was focusing on. And whenever he started focusing on, the first thing he did every morning was go to Starbucks and grab a coffee. And he was like, I can't believe $2.43 brings me this amount of happiness. Yeah. I'm starting my winning streak, right? So – with all this going on, man, what does that winning streak mean to you? And how do you want to keep that trajectory going forward? Man, uh, that's basically the definition of uh, the undefeated underdog brand, man. Everything is a win, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things that people, other people may take as losses, I take as lessons. Other things that people may take as losses, I, I take as a win, man. I feel like as long as there's progression, that's, that's, that's all it's about. So, man, uh, keeping that, that winning mindset. It's, it's really everything, you know, like every day we wake up, we got something to, to defeat. We got to defeat the odds. We got to defeat what we did yesterday. We got to defeat what we did last month, last year. We're always trying to get better. We're always trying to, you know, achieve something out of life, whether it's just living or, you know, whether it's becoming better. Yeah. So that, that, that mindset is important, dog. 100%, man. I mean, that's been honestly something for me um, out of athletics. It's like, you know, whenever you, whenever you have an athlete and you have once an athlete, always an athlete and yeah. you have that mentality. But whenever you're out of athletics, it's it's defeat the day, man. Like, hey, yeah. like you got to conquer today. Whatever you can do to make this day the best possible day you can be like, just do it. You don't have yeah. anything planned. Figure out something to do. Right. Figure out something productive just to push you a little bit further, man. I mean, that's that's been a mantra of mine because um, lately, man, I've been going through a lot. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh I um, told our community a couple episodes ago, but I, um, I got really sick for a while for about four months and uh, a bunch of stuff happened in my life, a bunch of repositioning, re -challenge, new challenges, new faces, new, new conflicts, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, it was individuals like yourself. It was everybody that I've had on my podcast before where I'm like, man, I can't lose. Like I, I have these people around me, right? And I, I can't lose because if the second – I put myself into that victim mentality of why is this happening to me more so spin it and be like, well, this is happening to me. This is happening to me because I'm one of God's strongest warriors. Right. Oh. So spinning that mindset and pushing forward, man, it's, it's something that's so crucial and what a lot of people need to know today, especially today. Um, yeah. Because that, that mentality is everything. So let me, let me ask you real quick. So, Obviously, with football, COVID, everything, you know, we talked a little bit about that getting delayed. What has that been like? Um, how's your training been? Obviously, like I saw in the NFL, people have came back and they've had a bunch of injuries because they haven't been able to get with their strength coaches and all that. But what have you done to kind of battle that, uh, that you know, that threat or battle the threat of, you know, kind of COVID and everything? Honestly, man, it's kind of been a – I don't like to say it like that, but it like for me personally – it has been a blessing because, like, it happened in time. I, I was going out of the country for some months. You know, I finally came back. When everything hit, it was perfect timing for me because my son was about to be born. I got to spend quality 
like the last couple months with his mom. When he was here, I was actually there. I watched him come out, you know what I mean? Like if I would have been gone because of football, I wouldn't have been able to see that. I would have just got a call like, hey, I just had the baby. But instead it was more, it was, you know, I got to, I got to be there in person. I got to enjoy every bit of it. Right. You know I mean, so that's something that I can say like that's a that's a, a blessing, man. Um, when it comes to football, I've been training crazy. Like my first, when I first came back home, I was training with uh, Kamal. Kamal, like my mentor, man, big brother, all of that. Um, played in the NFL. Now he's a he's a he's a trainer, man. He top notch. Um, I was training with him, going super crazy, like every day doing two days and all of that for like my first two, two and a half months. Um, I gave my body a little break just cause I was, I was doing so much. I was grinding mm-hmm. so hard. Gave my body a little break. Um, then I started, went back to training hard. Uh, now I'm about to start back training with my trainer, uh, Lily, like really training, training though. Cause I started doing like, uh, two days out of the week with her, um, pushing it up to three days out of the week just to kind of like work my way back into it. Cause I'm in shape, I'm in great shape or whatever. But because when you, if you train too much, you know, you don't take care of your body the proper way and all of that, you know, injuries gonna come. So yep. I'd rather, I'd rather when, when football comes back around for me, I'd rather be in 150% mm. shape, you know, than yeah. have nagging injuries and all of that. So, you know, I kind of wind down, but now I'm, I'm cranking it back up. Uh, what I've been doing to, you know, kind of avoid the whole COVID thing. What I was doing before, I'm, I'm a super a super healthy eater. Uh, anybody who know me know, like, I'm all all pro with the fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. at all times. Uh, it's a lifestyle for me, man. Like, I, I study everything that I put into my body. Like, I know the effects of everything that I put into my body. I know if I eat this, it's going to make me feel this way. I know if I eat that, it's going to make me feel that way. So, I'm I'm locked in on the on the nutrition, man. Yeah, and I think that's so that's so crucial, man. N- nutrition and recovery are fifty percent of the battle. People don't yeah. know that. People don't really take that into account. You can be the hardest worker in the room, man, but at the end of the day, if you're eating chips and you're eating nachos and tacos every day, your body can't respond to the training that you're doing. And yeah. same thing goes with recovery. If you push three hundred and sixty-five days out of the day with two a days with going at it with heavy squats every bench like you're throwing up hand cleans like it's nothing i mean that comes back to bite you if you don't give i mean micro tears are created within your muscles whenever you're growing whenever you constantly are pushing right and tears have to heal (laughs) just like just like the human body man so it's super cool that you know the the importance of nutrition and recovery that's that's i mean especially as an athlete man that's everything and that's something that's getting pushed nowadays more than a lot of other times that we've had in the past, like you haven't really heard of specific and even on the side of mental health, man. I mean, like there's mental performance coaches now with professional organizations. Let me ask you about that. How's your mental health been? How has it been, you know, on that mindset? I mean, you just had a child. I can only imagine what that was like. Right. But what is, how's that been throughout this whole process so far? Man, you know, the crazy thing. All right. So my first month home, um, my first month home, that was the longest I've been home since since I was in college. Wow. That was the longest I have been home, and that was the, the longest I had went, like, with, without football. Mm. So I went, like, a month and a half without football, 
And that first month and a half, bro, like my mom was in so many different places. No lie, I, I kind of felt lost. Like that month and a yeah. half felt like two years, three years. Like I, I started making calls like to my agent. I started making calls to people that's close to me, uh, my mentors and stuff like that. Like, yo, I'm, I think I'm done with football. I'm about to call it, a, call it a, you know what I'm saying? Call it a day. I'm about to hang the cleats up. And everybody telling me like, bro, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but that's what, but my mind was in that, in that space during that time. Cause I kind of, I felt so lost. Like I had never been that long without football. Sit, literally since I graduated high school, I haven't been that long without football. So it was, man, it was kind of weird for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was real weird. It was real, like, until I, until I really sat down and I, I just took a deep breath. And then I had a, um, it was it was I'm not gonna say it was it was crazy because it was destined but I had I went to work out at a football field and the guy who ran the field told me that the field was closed but then somehow we got on a conversation about just life um God um spiritual connection a bunch of different things he was an older guy I mean, he's probably like six years old and I talked to him for probably four hours. Um, now, this is a guy, this is my first time ever meeting this man, first time ever talking to him, anything. Everything we talked about, it was like a weight that was lifted off my shoulders. Like, everything that was in my mind cleared out. Like, I was, like, I, I went from being frantic, being, like, couldn't breathe to, like, even my wife was like, why are you so chill lately? Like, why are you like, you mm -hmm. all right? And I told her about the conversation. I'm like, nah, like ever since we had that conversation, it's like, I, every, <laughs> I right, don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was different. It was honestly, it was different. But literally ever since that day, I look at everything different. Now. I look at mm -hmm. life different. I look at everything different. Like I don't take nothing for granted. And it was, mm -hmm. that conversation was really a blessing, man. Like, but yeah, that that really changed my whole mental space. Yeah, all of my thoughts, everything. That come that one conversation. How symbolic is it that you went to a football field and you found what you were looking for whenever you thought that the way to go was away from football? Man, that's 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 powerful, man. That's some. I mean, what? And if you don't mind me asking, what what was the connection there? What brought that conversation about? Like, obviously, he told you no. Some people would take that as like, man, get out of here. Like, I'll see you later yep. and like peacing out. What what brought it to that that level of, you know, that level of empathy and deep connection? Man, honestly, I don't so when I when I first went out there, when I asked him, I was like, um, because I walked to the gate and I seen there was a lock on it. So I jogged over to him. I'm like, hey, but man, the um the field is closed. He was like, Yeah, with all the COVID stuff, the city made us shut the fields down for certain periods of time and all of that. I'm like, dang, I'm like, uh, when you think it'll open back up? Then he was like, you know, honestly, I don't even know. He was like, I work here, but they, they're not telling us nothing right now. And he was like, um, he was like, you should try, it's a lady named Lily. He was talking about my trainer. He was mm. like, I think she's open right now, but she wasn't open. And I was like, that's my trainer. That's who I train with too. And he was like, man, yeah, she's a great trainer, da, 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 da. We started talking about that. He was like, um, 
you play football, huh? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, who you signed with? I let him know everything that was going on. Then he was like, oh, man, that's crazy. He was like, um, I'm connected to this person because we went to school together. We're frat brothers, da, 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 da. Just kept going, kept going. And then he just, I think he asked me a question like, like, how you, how are you feeling about life right now? Something like that. I don't know if he felt my energy or mm. seen it in my face or what, but the question that he asked me was everything that was on my mind. Wow. And then when he asked me, I'm just like, what? He was like, hold on. He's like, hold on, young man. He walked away. He went and got a book. It was a chaos, a book written by KRS-One. Um, hip hop Bible or something like that. Yeah. But basically this, this book is not, it's not just about hip hop. It's about life. It's about morals. It's about, uh, man, it's, it's a deep book, but he, he, he brought me this book. He said, read this part right here. So I read it, flipped a couple pages. He said, read this. I read that. And he did it a couple more times. Then he left the room. He said, now read this chapter right here while I'm gone. I just read, like I read it, and I read it. I think I read that same chapter like twice just to have a better understanding of it. And then when he came back, he was just like, he started talking to me. He like, you see where I'm coming from? And man, it just went to a whole nother place. Like, it, it, I honestly, it was amazing, man. Yeah, it was amazing. The most unexpected thing ever. It sounds like one of the most – it sounds like one of those life moments that you'll never forget. You'll never forget that man coming up and talking to you for the rest yep. of your life. I mean, it, some things like that, man. I mean, it was – almost a similar thing happened to me. Um, back when I was working at Sornex, uh, I, were, I was doing an event. I've talked about this a little bit on the, um, on the show before, but I uh, – just so happened, um, Bert – Soren came over to me and was like, Hey man, would you mind driving Cameron Haynes back to, uh, back to the hotel and remind you dude, Cameron Haynes was just on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like Cameron yeah. Haynes is that dude. Like he's, he runs a marathon every morning. That is one of the hardest MFers I've ever met, dude. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like I'm a 19 year old kid. Sure. Like I'll drive Cameron Haynes back in that car. We could have talked about anything in the world could talk about you know joe rogan we could talk about all that man the one thing we talked about the entire time is christianity the in, the entire car ride back and it just so happened right and you would think this is and it was just like we were talking about like the the blood like the mindset change of like oh this sucks to versus like oh i'm battling this right we were taking him i was taking it back to his hotel and a train stopped us and the train broke down on the tracks right so I'm sitting here with like an A-list celebrity to my right, <laughs> like driving this dude back. I'm like, a train stopped us. And he didn't even ask me to try and find a way around. We were so locked into this conversation. That was one I will never forget for the rest of my life because I sat there with that dude and it seemed surreal. Like that 45 minutes went around, like that train got fixed in no time. But if I was sitting there alone, it would have gotten fixed and it felt like an eternity, right? Yeah. Those conversations, it doesn't even matter. I mean, yeah, it was Cameron Haynes, but still, like, that conversation, that that connection that you had there, man, that's something that's – I think it's so powerful and it's so important for people to pick up. Like, that, that is so important for people to realize and imprint in their minds is that conversation because you always reflect and go back to it. Like, if, even if you have your psyche in a state where, you know, things are going great and then one thing happens, you're like, man, this sucks. 
you go back to that conversation. You remember those chapters you read, right? Um, man, that's powerful. That's, that's, that's amazing, bro. But, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about football. Um, I want to talk about your family a little bit, bro. I want to talk about, I want to talk about your newborn, man. So what's his name? When, uh, how, how many pounds was he? What, 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 what's going on with that? Man. So, uh, his name is Antonio Dawkins the second. Um, right now I think he like eight pounds and 11 ounces or something, something around there. Um, and he was born at 6.01 p.m. 6.01 p.m., man. It was a beautiful birth. Uh, it's crazy how it happened, man. It was so, it happened so fast. Like, literally, was in there maybe a couple hours. Then she went into labor. Uh, she wasn't in, in labor long. She was in labor, like, a, a couple hours, a few hours. She was only in pain for probably, like, an hour or something like that. You know, that's when the labor really – Right, right kick you know top notch or whatever but it wasn't she wasn't in, in pain long um and it just happened so so amazing dog like yeah. so i can't even put it in words but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah so uh we was in there she stood up she kept saying she had to use the bathroom so i'm like all right she stood up she she was like oh i can't hold it and she thought she peed on herself but it was her water Oh, her water broke. Oh, yeah, and I knew it was her water because of the, because of the way it came out. I was like, "Pete, don't come out like that." So I yeah. Um, but she like, no, I'm telling you, it's Pete. When a woman is pregnant, about to give birth, don't argue with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't argue with her. You will see a whole other person in her eyes, man. I was like, okay. So, uh, the the plan for the birth was a water birth. Mm. Everything was everything. It was a natural water birth. Uh, I went, got the doctor. I'm like, hey, uh, well, not the doctor, the, the midwife. I went and got the midwife. I said, hey, I think her water broke. Well, I know for a fact her water broke. Mm. She was like, okay. So she came in there. My wife was still like, I think I just peed on myself. I was like, I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah. The midwife checked it. She was like, this is definitely your water. She was like, really? She was like, yeah. So she got on all fours. Now, this is literally all in the same, say, five minutes. She got on all fours on the bed. Just because she said, uh, when you get on all, when, when they get on all fours, it kind of takes some pain from the, their lower back. Mm-hmm. And so she got on all fours, and she was like, I, I think he's coming. Now, this is why they're making sure the water is all right. They're checking the temperature. They're uh, making sure it's, all, it's filled all the way up to the wherever they want it, mm-hmm. want the water or whatever for the birth. She was like, I think he's coming. The midwife kind of like brushed it off, like, no, no. He's he not coming that fast, and she was like, "I'm telling you, I I think I think it's I think he's coming," and literally, his head like was right there, and <laughs> the midwife looked and she was like, "Oh yeah, he is coming." She was like, "Do you think I'm gonna be able to? Uh, do you think I'm gonna be able to get in the water?" And uh, she was like, "Yeah, you you definitely not gonna you're not gonna make it to the water." Mind you, this is all still in the same five, six minutes. Holy shit. She pushed one time, his head came out. She pushed again, his whole body came out. Wow. <laughs> it was so amazing because, like, I had just, man, I had just prayed to God. I had been praying to, praying to God every day to because she's not, my wife is not the best when it comes to pain. Mm-hmm. She She doesn't have a high pain tolerance and all of that, so like, I was praying to God, like, God, please just take away any amount of pain 
that you can take away from this pregnancy. Take away any amount of whatever that's, that's you know, that can cause harm to her or not just her physically, but her mentally as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Bro, the pregnancy happened super fast. She didn't tear at all. You know, most wow. times people yeah, tear. Right. She, she didn't tear. No medicine. It was all the way natural. Even though we didn't get to make it in the water, it, it still happened in the most natural way. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was beautiful, man. Beautiful. That's incredible, bro. I mean, I, I was just, uh, like I said to you earlier, man, I mean, I, I, it was just like we were in high school. And, and then now we're looking, my man's a father. I mean, so what, is, what does that word mean to you, man? What does that word fatherhood mean to you now that, you know, your son's here? Guidance. Yeah. Really, that's the, that's the biggest thing. It just means guidance to me, man. Like, guidance, covering, kingdom, like, empire. Now everything I, I think about, I think about, like, for example, man, I started up a trucking company, um, ALD2 Trucking. Mm-hmm. And the reason I had it named something else. And then before I did the paperwork and everything, I was like, yo, I want to leave. Like, by the time my son get a certain age, by the time my son get 18, I want him to have businesses that he don't even have to touch. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, certain things that he don't even have to he don't even have to go up there. It's already empire built for him in certain different revenues. And I want to have that for him. So I changed it to LD2 Trucking. Um, stands for his name because he's a second. Um, oh. And like even with the, the Undefeated Underdog brand, that's something that I'm going to make sure that it's huge. You know what I mean? Right. So by the time he get a certain age, like he has no worries about anything. Yeah. So I'm I'm already building these things for him, and I and just to give him something to to see because a lot of times I feel like parents they tell us like don't do this, don't do that. Hey, do this, do that. But most kids they go off of action, they go off of what they're seeing, they go off of right. you know, not just what what they what they hear twenty four seven. So I can't tell him, hey, I need you to go be great if his dad is not, you know, trying to be great or chasing greatness or done things as great and still, you know, showing him what the standard is and setting the bar high for him. So mm. that's, that's, man, guidance, man, that's, that's big. It's huge, man. I mean, and I think it, it's a true testimony to the man that you are and, like, the, the life that you want to lead for him. Uh, you know, I, I – I'm I'm single, no kids, right? But but right now, man, what you just said is exactly what I want to do. And I don't even have a child. It's it's that that legacy. It's that last name. It's that Dawkins last name. It's that Ferguson last name, right? It's something that once I leave this earth, like one day, one day God's going to take me and make me into a servant in his army in heaven, right? And when, when that day does come, right? Not only do I want people to know who I am, right? That's great, good. I don't, like, to be completely honest, like, I want, to, I want people to know who I am for reasons of he helped me or he made this impact on my life. Not just, oh, yeah, Brett had the fancy cars, the, the wristwatches. He had the, like, he had the Gucci slides. I mean, he, like, I don't want to be known for that. 
I want to be known for the legacy, right? And what I can give back. What does legacy mean to you, bro? Man, same exact thing, man. Like when people think of me, man, I don't, I don't want people to even question what I'm about. You know what I mean? Right. When people think of me, I want it to be good times, something charitable, something, you know, me giving something, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I don't really, yeah, the fancy stuff comes with certain things. Like when people think of, you know, an athlete or business owners and stuff like that, you know, certain things come with, you know, if you have money or whatever, but none of that really matters if you're not a good person. Right. Like I just had a conversation with, my, with one of my friends about that. And I'm like, who you are, who you are as a person means more than what you have or your religion or your political views or whatever. How do you treat people? You know what I mean? Right. And I, I don't, I don't want anyone to ever feel like I've, you know, blatantly disrespected them in any way mm. or sought out to do bad towards anyone or any, anything in that nature, man. When people, like I said, when I, when people think of me, man, I want to, I want them to think of me and my family as the family who who cares for others, as the family who gives to others, as a family that makes sure everyone is, you know, taken care of and is, you know, is a part of our family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's that it's that legacy of the last name, and yeah. I'm I'm huge on that. Um, actually, I got a book right here behind me. Uh, Tommy, read love. Shout out to you, man. Um, so Tommy was on an episode of our podcast, and he wrote a book called Legendary. Um, I read it, you know, obviously before our episode and everything, but I've been diving back into it a little bit more, and I wanted to share this um, with you real quick because this was something that I thought was unreal. Um, and I, th- I think it really gives that idea of passion and legacy into a tangible sense, right? Into somewhat of an equation. Um, if I can find it, there it is. So it's called the purpose formula. And he said, the purpose formula is we love it, plus we're talented at it, plus the world needs it is our purpose, right? But if we match our purpose to our profession, which is that legacy that we've been discussing, right? It's we love it, we're talented at it, the world needs it and we get paid for doing it. That last part, we get paid for doing it, right? That part gets demonized so much, right? Um, it, it seems like every successful person always, ha- oh, I need to fix that. Um, it seems like every successful person, someone gets demonized by the amount of money that's in their bank account, amount of, you know, um, Grant Cordone, uh, on, who's always on Instagram flexing with his big jets and all that. You know, <laughs> there, there's hate that comes from that. Right. But yeah. at the same time, that, that jet just didn't appear. That money just didn't appear into his bank account. Right. Yeah. He had to work for that, man. He had to work for that. And it's all linking back to that purpose. It's what is our purpose, right? Does the world need it? Are we passionate about it? And what can we get? Right. And that, that when Tommy wrote that, I read that last, I was actually reading it again last night and I just, I, I skimmed over that a million and a half times. I, I just, the word that just kept hitting me in my mind was legacy, 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 because that last part where it says you get paid for doing it, right? Yeah. Money is an asset that we, that will forever be if there's a last name, right? 
money can go and come and go and come. But if you leave a legacy and you leave a long lasting infrastructure for your family, for your friends, for everybody, that asset and that currency will always be there. And especially with your purpose, right? It's something you got to be passionate about, right? Antonio, I can imagine you're not too passionate about accounting. Neither am I, right? But somebody else out there is, right? Somebody's very interested in accounting. That's their passion. That's their purpose. Um, So I wanted to ask you that, like, you know, after reading that purpose formula and kind of talking a little bit about the legacy, what has been your purpose, right? Right now for your son, right now for your wife, your friends, your family, your, you know, your fans, everybody, what has been your purpose at this age, at this moment right now, not even looking ahead, but right in this moment, what is your purpose? What is my purpose? That's a great question, man. Um, oh, first off, I want to shout out to LeBron James because that whole past conversation that we just had, yeah, the whole last paragraph we just talked about, yeah, LeBron James is the epitome of that. You know 100%. what I mean? On and off the court, he's the epitome of that, man. Like and what he did off the court will forever – Man, he opened up a school, bro. <laughs> bro, is so dope, man. He is so dope, bro. And I'm going to get to work with him one day, bro. Oh, 100%. I, I know I am. Hey, you but, got it on um, recording right now. Ooh, yeah, we'll facts. That le- that's your legacy, bro. But continue. Facts, uh, but what is my purpose, man? Uh, up until this day, man, I know one of my purposes. Because I feel like we have multiple purposes. Mm. Um, I feel like one of my big, like one of my main purposes um, is to make sure everybody is taken care of. I don't know why, but it's always been like that. Not just in the, not just when it comes to money or whatever it is, but making sure everybody is here. Mm. Like, man, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people I was young, 12, 13, 14, whatever it was, having conversations with people that might be 20-something years old, 30-something years old. And I'm talking to them like how they should be talking to me. Well, that's what I feel like. Mm. But I'm giving them game. I'm talking to them, and I'm telling them keep their head in the game and, you know, basically motivating them or giving them some positivity to, you know, keep moving. Hey, everything going to be all right, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, to this day, that's the same person I am. Anybody who has ever known me, played ball with me, whatever, man. Like, I still have teammates to this day who, who <laughs> they used to call me, like, preacher, man, or or, or they be like, oh, man, Tone always preaching, man. Tone be preaching. But they know I'm going to give it to them real. Right. I'm not going to go with the flow of what everybody else is doing. You know what I mean? And I'm not yeah. going to allow you to do this to do that either if I'm if I know you even if I don't know you if I see something and I see something going on I'm the person that, that'll go up to somebody hey that ain't the move man let's do something else bro let's you know let's let's move along we ain't gonna do that today that's how I am you know what I mean yeah so I feel like that's that's always been like something big for me and it's something that I've like my mom always told me since I was a kid like having that leadership mindset is something I've never been able to brush past or ignore. Like it was, it's always been times where I always be like, man, I ain't going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. Or I hear conversations from my teammates, my friends or whatever. 
And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I ain't going to be a party pooper, man. If they want to do that, you know what? I'm, I ain't going to say nothing. But then it, it eat me up, and I got to tell them, like, hey, bro, nah. Yeah. I'm, walk this way, bro. Like, God telling me to tell you, walk this way. Don't walk that way. I'm telling you, if you walk that, if you walk that way, it's, it's going to go left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Walk this way, bro. And everything you want and everything you're dreaming of is going to happen the way that you, you know, you prayed for. That's just how I am, bro. So I feel like, like I said, that's, that's one of the main, one of the main things God blessed me with and a big purpose for me is yeah. being others. I think, you know, it's, it's, it stems from that, exp- uh, you know, that expectation of yourself to be great, right? It stems from that. And then from there, what it does is it transforms itself into the expectancy for others to be great as well. Um, And and that's so important. That's literally what I'm doing right here. That's why I've been recording 51 episodes of a podcast, right? Because it's the expectancy of not only for myself to be great. At the end of the day, yes, of course, I want to be at the best at whatever I do. That's, That's my mentality. That's my own interpersonal reflection, right? But the expectancy for others to be great, that's where care, that's where compassion, that's where leadership, that's where mentors. I mean, there's so many things that fall underneath that, right, that stimulate so much more in someone else's life. And they look back and they say, man, Tone's got my back. I remember one day I was about to walk. I was about to go that other way from him. I was about to walk out that door. I was about to make this decision. But Tone pulled me back in. He said, bro, no. He said, you're heading with me. Hey, we're throwing to the top. And I think it's the expectancy of it's, I guess you can put it into an analogy like this. And I use this analogy a lot. It's, it's climbing that mountain, right? No one wants to do it, right? It's, it's something where you look at this tall ass mountain and metaphorically, right? And you look at this mountain and you're like, man, this is going to take forever. Like, yep man, this is going to take forever. I don't know when this is going to happen. No one does, right? But then you sit back and you think about it and you're like, but if I don't climb that mountain, what else am I going to be doing? I'm going to be hanging out at the bottom with everybody else or am I going to be looking at the view up top? And it's so important. And I think that's so amazing that you think that way because it's it's the expectation of yourself to be great. It's the expectation for others to be great, but it's not only just that expectation from that, what it is, it stems creativity, it stems positivity, and it also stems accountability for them to pull you back in whenever you're going through the same thing, you're going through that same day. And they're like, Hey bro, listen, remember what you told me that day? What are you doing right now? And man, that just develops a relationship between two, three, four, a million people. That's this accountability factor of we all can be great. Like we all can be doing what we want to do. It's just a mindset. It's the steps that we got to take. And I wanted to ask you what that, you know, what, what is greatness to you? What is being great? You always talked about it. Um, and, we, and we've talked about it many times, man, but w- how do we be great? Man, being great, being great. A lot of people think all right, being great means being the best mm. at, at everything that you're doing or, being great means you have to be this, you know, superstar in, in something that you're doing. I feel like being great is just going 150, 150% balls to the wall in whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't be denied. I, I'm yet to see a person go balls to the wall and get denied in any type of way. 
You know what I mean? Whether that take a year or five years, 10 years, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what greatness is to me. I feel like a lot of people are great for a short period of time. They great when, when the vision is, is clear, but you know, when, when some, you know, smoke clouds coming away or the weather change up a little bit, get a, get a little rainy, people quit to, you know, go to, you know, turn the other cheek and go the other way. I feel like greatness is you weather any and every storm, you survive, you made it through that storm. Can you can you see me? Yeah, I got you. You good? All right. You survived. You made it through that storm, and you know you still you you kept going and you made it to where you wanted to make it. Mm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's what I think. That's how I feel. Cause I feel like a lot of people, man, a lot of people quit so they quit so fast they don't realize a year is nothing. Nothing. Two years is nothing. Mm-mm. Like literally, like we've been on this earth beyond like the amount of years we have walked this earth, the amount of years God has guided human beings on this earth is the, the time period is beyond numbers we can count on our head. So two years of you grinding all the way 150% to leave a legacy that's going to last thousands of years that two years is nothing compared right. to, you know what I mean? Right. 100%. Like when, when you think about it, like if you think about the 1800s, that wasn't that long ago, right? Mm. That was, you know, that, that was damn near like yesterday. So that's just how I feel, man. Like there's no quitting, bro. Like if you want to be great, greatness equals no quitting. Right. No matter what. Because the the results are gonna gonna come, man. And and you know it's it's like you said that 150 percent. And I think this is where things get a little misconstrued for some people. Some people look at that 150 percent, and they say, "Wait a minute, I gotta do all this." And then the next statement is, is my favorite one, right? This is my favorite excuse. It's for what, <laughs> man? For what? Right. And I, I had that happen to me one time and it was talking about uh, we we're talking with the podcast and I was with a few people that I hadn't seen in a while talking to me about my podcast and everything. And then I was like, yeah, this is like a passion of mine. This is what I want to do. And they said, for what? Yeah. I sat back and I was like, that's a good question. I was like, for what? <laughs> I was like, as much as I want to just butt back and be like, how dare you say that to me? Like, go, go crazy on them. Yeah. I sat back, man. I was just like, because why not? <laughs> like, why exactly. can't I do that? Like, what, what, is, what is limiting me to that capacity? You know, I see these men that have led these such these amazing lives, these passionate lives. Thomas Davis. I, Thomas Davis, I look up to that dude so much. Because he is the man, Walter Payton, man of the year. After after he's done, like even with the league, he, you know that guy's going to be a philanthropist. He's going to be doing everything. He's going to be on NFL a lot. I mean, he's going to be doing all that, right? People could say, like, you have the money. You got the wife. You got the kids. You got everything that you can imagine for. For what? Like, for what? Why are you keep moving on? Man, because why not? Like, why not? Whenever people look back 
at LeBron James or Thomas Davis or any of them, not only were they an athlete, they're a philanthropist, they were a father, they were a mentor, they were a public speaker, and that you start counting all of the different accomplishments they have, right? And that's what's equal greatness. And that's what equals greatness, in my opinion, is like, it's all of those accolades, all those things you've done, because each time somebody's asked you why, you say, why not, right? I just had that conversation with somebody, man. Not to cut you off, my bad. Oh, you know, you're straight, go for it. But uh, I, had a, I had a conversation with somebody this past weekend and we was talking about the undefeated underdog brand. And uh, the person was like, damn, man, like you're doing a lot. Like you got a lot going on right now. And I was like, yo, why not? Like, he was like, um, we started talking about, you know, degrees and all of that. And he was like, well, you know, if you ever want to, you know, just stop doing anything that you're doing right now, you have multiple, de- multiple degrees. I said, I'll never work for another man in my life. Mm. I won't do it. Mm. He was like, why you say that? I was like, it's just, you know, some people who is comfortable with that lifestyle, I'm not. I feel like, you know, man, it's all right. So I uh, I sent my mom a text a couple of days ago. And I said 4720 equals $585,000. She was like, where is this coming from? I said, if you get... 4,720 people to spend $12.50 a month. That's $125 per year, right? Mm-hmm. You get them to spend that per year. That's almost $600,000. I said, you working at your job, you're making 70, 70 grand, 80,000. 80, if that, you might be making 30, right. 40. You're busting your tail working 10-hour days, 12-hour days, and you bet you live in paycheck to paycheck. That's not that's not me. Right. And not because I feel like I'm better than anybody else or nothing like that. It's just that's not my calling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God blessed me with another vision. God blessed me with other talents. And everybody else, those same people who work those hours and who, you know, live that lifestyle – God bless them with the same talent, but the difference between somebody like uh, LeBron James or um, uh, Cardone yeah. or, you know, other people that's there, they took those risks. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And going back to the person I was talking to on the phone, I, when I told him that, I'm like, man, like, you know, God showed me and God told me when I was young, you know, working the everyday lifestyle and all of that. It wasn't, it wasn't for me. That's not what he put me on this earth to do. You know what I mean? And he was like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with, you know, my job, you know, I, I bring in a thousand or so per week and all of that. And I was like, man, I just started talking to God. I'm like, God, don't never, don't never let me get that complacent. Yeah. Never let me get that comfortable in life to where, I don't want to, you know, do more, chase more, not just for me, but for my family. You know what I mean? Right. And it's crazy. Like, man, I'm, I'm kind of getting emotional to think about it. Because I love it, man. I feel like, I don't know, man, I see so many people who get stuck in that, you know, they get stuck in that zone, man. And it's like, ah, man, it's not, it's not, it's not it. It's mm. not it. But it, I think it comes from, watching and listening to what others say 
in, in society. And we get shut down so much from early ages to the point where we get a certain age, we already put it in our mind. Oh man, that's impossible. Right. I see him doing it, but oh, he must've got some help from somewhere. Oh, that's impossible. Well, who's to say you couldn't have got that same help or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, man, like it's, it's even more amazing. Like when I was in fifth grade, we had fifth grade graduation. And I actually, I'm still in contact with my, my teacher from fifth grade, but she awarded me most likely, most likely to become a millionaire, most likely to become a professional football player. <laughs> and it's, it was, it's so, it was, <laughs> man, it's amazing, bro. It's, it's, it's amazing. I, I, it blew my mind. It blew my mind because when I look back at it now, like I actually went back to my elementary school uh, late last year. And um, I, I was trying to find her. And it was like, oh, yeah, she just switched schools or whatever. But they gave me her contact information. And I called her, and I'm like, man, you remember you said this? Like, all of this is happening, like, right now. Everything is happening. Everything is, you know. And it, it's just amazing when I look back at it because it's like God showed me and told me that from an early age. And he made it happen. He making it happen. You know what I mean? And Even if I'm, I've doubted or wanted to – become comfortable and say, you know what, I'm just going to do this. He kept, he just keep showing me, keep showing me, keep showing me and keep putting me in positions and giving me different ideas to do different things, man. So, man, yeah. I mean, I always look back and it's such a simple statement because I, I saw this the other day and it didn't hit me hard until I really reflected on what the actual word, what the actual sentence was. It was like, you can't tell me anything's impossible when there was a man on the moon. And I thought about that. Right. And it's like, you hear it all the time. It's like, we're Americans, everybody in the round this world's in space all the time. But I think back to the found, like the foundation of that idea, right? Who was that one dude that was like, Hey, listen, I think, I think I can do this. Yeah. I think I can get, I, I think I can get out of this world. Like I, I'm pretty sure I can do it. And they did. And that started out as an idea, bro. One. It took one idea. Right? One idea. And there's a man on the moon. And I, I really thought about that. I was like, so even just from the foundation of building the rocket ship, right? How did they think of that? How did they think of a rocket ship to be aerodynamic enough in order to break Earth's atmosphere in order to yada, yada, I'm not a rocket scientist, but like, <laughs> they to do all that, right? Like, how did, how the, did they think of that, right? But they did. And it manifested in that way. Doesn't matter how long it took, there still was a man on the moon. And I sit back and I'm like, you know, for me now, for exercise, exercise number one, Exercise number one is about mental clarity for me. It's about the pursuit of something that I can see and feel and touch and, and work at. And three, it's also my passion to give back to people. I realized there's a, um, another book author that we had on the podcast named Chris Tuff, and he wrote a book called The Millennial Whisper. Actually, really good buddies with my boy Tommy over there. Um, and he wrote this thing about currency. And it's a, what currency do you have? Not, not dollar bills, not dollar signs, right? It's the currency that a human being has. And currency comes in all forms. Mm -hmm. What do people ask you for? 
So whenever somebody comes up and says, yo, what's up, Tone? Uh, I got to ask you something. Ask for your advice, your expertise, whatever it may be. Right? That's your currency, that you own that because people respect you enough to come at you for it, right? to come to you for it. Same with me. And I realized that that currency of exercise was something that I had because I've done it for so long. I've been in the industry. I've done all that. I've been training my whole life. Even after football, I'm still training. I'm still doing my thing. And I love it. And people come to me for that. But then my other currency is also, too, people coming to me and saying, Brett, I need help, man. Like, I'm going through this really tough time. I have these issues. I just need someone to talk to me, you know? Yep. The fact that they come to me for that, they don't come to their brother, they don't come to their sister, they don't come to their parents, they don't come to their best friend. I've had people that I barely know that I met for a month. They've come to me with some of the hardest issues I've ever had to prose and ever had to respond to. And that to me is where I realized I was like, this idea of STS for me is so perfect. Like, that's my currency. That's what I can give to this world. And it all started as that one idea. Same thing with you. What were you always? An undefeated underdog, man. What did you do? It started with one idea. If you never would have taken that step, where would it be? Right? If, I mean, and so I wanted to talk to you about that and, and give our listeners some advice on that, about taking that step. Um, you've obviously had to do it a million and a half times. I mean, dude, you've had more setbacks, but more success stories than I've any one of my friends have ever met. Tell me a little bit about that. What's about like, what makes you take that step from inside? And then what do you, what can you tell people to facilitate taking that step? Man, um, my biggest thing personally for taking the step, man, like you was just talking about everything comes from one idea literally everything like the food that you might eat and you might go to McDonald's at one point that was not a franchise. That was a, a little building that somebody started off with, Right. you know, like you holding a mic right now that started off from one idea, you know, every, you know, everything started off from one idea. Um, and if it's somebody taking a risk, like I just always been big on, on taking, on taking risks, man. Like, and all honestly, all honesty, like for people that may not, know some of my backstory or where I come from. Um, I come from, you know, pretty bad circumstances. I come from where others probably would have gave up, you know, going through whether it was homelessness or poverty or, you know, I'm from the projects, you know what I'm saying? Like mm. where I'm from, it's not a lot of people that make it out. It's not a lot of people who who even take risks to make it out. They get comfortable in that, in that spot. So, with me, like, with me having a mom that I have, man, ever since I was a kid, she always told me, like, even when I was doing the same thing others was doing, she always just told me, like, you different. Like, I'm telling you, you different. That's not you. You different. You different. She just always said that. She's always put that in my head. And it took me a while to accept it. It took me a while to really see what she was saying. And now, I'm, you know, I've, I've grown older or whatever. I, I see what she, you know, what she was pouring into me. Mm. And that's one of the main things, like, that played a big part in in me taking taking those risks and, you know, getting out of there. Like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Right. If I don't do it for myself, who's going to do it for me? Because nobody's going to do it for me. You know what I mean? Right. And that and me having my family, um, 
me having a lot of brothers and sisters, a lot of siblings, my family is huge in general. And just looking around, when if I go somewhere, if I have if it's a family function or something, and I'm looking around, I'm like, damn, there's so much success in this room, but nobody taking that risk. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we all looking at each other, and we looking at each other as in, you know, like, oh, we were family. But I'm looking at, like, damn. Fucking thirty millionaires in this room right now. Right. That's how. That's what I think about. Like, bro, like you're a genius and you don't even realize it. All you have to do is take that risk. Like, oh, I heard you talking about houses. You could be the biggest damn real estate agent in North Carolina or right. wherever you at. You know what I mean? Right. So, really, that's one of my main things. Like behind everything that I do as well, not just for me, but when I think about not just family, but people that may look at me or look at my story or that's connected to me, I can be that motivation. You know what I mean? Right. Like somebody who may feel like they they don't have what it takes or whatever, I can be that motivation. Not just by words, but by action. Mm-hmm. You know, like they see me doing what I'm doing. They get up and they're like, hey, he come from the same place I come from. Oh, he used to live in this neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, you know, stuff like that. That just get at, that put that fire in me. Like when I, for example, my I got a um, one of my little sisters. Her name Faith. She started up her own eyelash company. Yeah, she's young, man. She's 15 years old. She started up her own eyelash company last year, and one of the sparks is you know my mom, and then she seen her older brother doing something. Not just talking about it, but doing something. Nobody in my family had went to college, graduated college, none of that. She seen that. I, I got to show her that no, nobody in my family got to visit other countries or live in other countries, play professional football on the level I've played at so far, or anything like that, or, or, or started up their own company and really took it big time. And I'm trying to show her all of these things, and I've shown her all of it, you know what I mean? Right. So when she think about, or she ever feel like, oh, this is impossible, or no, like, I can be that thump on her head, like, hey, you see where we come from? Right. You got this, like, nothing can stop you, only you can stop you, so that's one of my, one of my biggest, one of my biggest things, man. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, I got lot, one last question for you here, man. Um, so, you know, all of this, you know, I mean, it's since I've known you, man, I always knew you were special. Um, ever since we were in the locker rooms, goofing off, whipping each other with towels and doing all that crazy stuff and, you know, at huddling up and, um, man, I've always knew there was something in you. Um, and it's so cool as a friend and someone that's known you for, dude, I mean, we're going on like six or seven years of knowing each other, which is crazy. Um, Ever since I have known you, and I come back to that one instance at USC where we went to your pro day, you know, we were doing all that, and then you just got told, hey, bro, like, you can't, you can't do your pro day today. It was not the situation. 
that impacted me, but the response that you had to that situation, that really put that, like, still to this day, that is a motivator for me because that was so tangible. Guys, what I'm talking about is we go to USC's Pro Day. Pretty much there was some BS happening with the NFLPA. It was, you know, it's warranted, I guess. It's in the rule book, whatever. It was just guidelines that they were following. But so pretty much Antonio couldn't do his, do his pro day. His response whenever we got back to my house, because he had driven up and we were, he was staying with me and everything. His response when he got back to my house, he said, there will be another one. And he goes, and at that next one, I'm going to be better prepared. Man, man, did that, I mean, every setback that I've had with this, with SCS, that's clicked me, it's kicked me in the ass to say, Brett, you're better. That's all the time, bro. You're better. Like you get where, whatever that next situation that's arising, that next, that next instance, that next connection, that next step that you're making that be prepared for it. Cause it's going to happen. That one downfall that you got, man, screw that. It's, it's, it's all about that progression, man. So I wanted real quick, um, kind of do this at the end of each episode, but I just want you to give something to our community you know if you had like one little blurb or something that you want to say just to people right now especially especially with this crazy climate that's in the world right now man and uh all the change that's happening good change um what what do you have to say to anybody and what would you have to say to that that young antonio that's listening right now and to everybody out there man i want to say i love y'all dog like I know times can get tough. I know things can get hard. But, hey, if y'all don't hear it enough, I love y'all. Don't quit. Whatever you got going on, I promise you it's going to pan out the way you want it to pan out. Yeah. Don't quit. Just keep going after it. Just keep grinding. Everything is going to pay off. I promise you, man. I promise you. Like, no, no doubt about it. No doubt, no doubt about it, man. I, I've, never, I, I've never seen somebody – that didn't quit, not get what they what they want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, bro, just keep going, man. To everybody out there, and to my my younger self, same thing. Like, hey, just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. Because at the end of that time, it was always like, I love that, man. All right, bro. So let's do your little social pitch. Let's do all your let's do all your little advertising pitch real quick, so we can get all everybody looking at you. I mean, after this incredible episode, man, I want everybody to know where they can find you and how they can uh, reach out and just connect with you a little bit more, if possible. For sure. Uh, hey, if anybody wants to, you know, get in contact uh, on Instagram, uh, I'll just give the undefeated underdog page. Sure. It's undefeated underdog. Uh, undefeated, as in the regular. Underdog is spelled a little different, though. It's U N D E R D A W G instead of the regular way. Um, D A W G. Uh, Twitter as well. It'll be undefeated underdog. Um, Facebook, same thing. Undefeated underdog. If you want to reach my personal page on Facebook, it's Antonio Dawkins. Um, my personal page on Instagram is Tonio T O N I O underscore the Great. T-H-E-G-R-E-A-T. All right, man. All right, Antonio. I bet you haven't heard this one in a while, but here we go. So, um, guys, this hasn't even changed since the second episode. Um, At the end of each episode, uh, we read our mission statement, and our mission statement is as follows. 
this group is designed to be a constant open communication between members to deal with issues that arise in everyday life, whether they be fitness goals, personal goals, or life struggles. This podcast and community are designed to uplift all those involved. Dolcius X Asparis. Thank you guys so much.